It's time for Speaking of Speaking. Quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we'll be talking about death by PowerPoint. We hear that expression a lot. You probably heard it many times. And maybe you're wondering, do I even need PowerPoint in my talk? Now, if you rely on it heavily, what I have to say today might not sit well with you. I'll just be very upfront and say it might might come to you as a shock. It might make you scratch your head and go, well, I don't know if I trust this Carl guy. And we'll talk about PowerPoint on future episodes as well, how to put together great PowerPoint slides. But today I want to talk about death by PowerPoint. Before I get to that, though, I did want to quickly mention that we'll have some guests. We'll probably have a new guest every week. I know people who host podcasts who have guests on a very regular basis. Every podcast is a different guest. I'm going to do it a bit differently. I'm going to give you the opportunity to learn some things from me and then once a week bring in a a guest to share their expertise with you as well. Now, if you think you are a suitable person to be on my podcast and you're wondering what, what the criteria is, really there are only two basic things. Number one, you have to have something interesting to say. You can't just get on my podcast and soapbox about how you don't like the world or how things are not going your way, all right? You must have something interesting to say, and you have to be able to relate your message to speaking and communication, all right? Because that's what I do. I do professional speaking and professional speaker training. So if your message can relate back somehow to speaking, maybe it's maybe within your business, speaking is something you do a lot of and you want to share your message or share a little bit about what it is that you do, more than happy to explore that with you. So get in touch with me, and we'll look at the calendar and book you for some future episodes. I have the next four or five guests lined up. Those guests will be promoting their business because they're also attending my event, which is coming up on March the 8th, by the way. I'll tell you more about that at the end of this this episode so you can get excited about it. So those spots are already taken. Certainly looking at booking people past the next two to three months. Reach out to me and we can explore it together. Okay, so today, death by PowerPoint. We've all heard the expression, oh my goodness, we're being PowerPointed to death. And maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel, oh my goodness, another PowerPoint presentation. I don't know how I'm going to get through this one. And I'm talking now as an audience member. So when I say death by PowerPoint, does that mean that PowerPoint is dead? Does that mean that we really shouldn't be using PowerPoint? Well, no, that's not the case at all. Death by PowerPoint, in my opinion, and in the opinion of a lot of speaker trainers, really is the sign of an unprepared or lazy speaker. A lot of people will throw together a presentation. And by the way, they'll usually start by going to their computer, opening their slide creation deck, right? So PowerPoint for PC users. They'll go there and they'll map their talk out only using PowerPoint. And then they'll say, well, there's my presentation. And by the way, I've known people to do this the day before they're taking to the stage or the day before they're speaking in front of their networking group. That's just not enough time. All right. So that's the first problem that we face is being unprepared 
being lazy or not taking your speaking opportunity seriously. I always take my speaking opportunities seriously. It doesn't matter whether I'm speaking for five minutes, 30 seconds, 10 minutes, an hour. I take those opportunities seriously and I always go in prepared. I always go in knowing what I'm going to talk about. The only time I don't go in prepared or where, where I go in not knowing where my talk is going to go is usually with a networking group that I'm in in Kingston, Ontario. It's called Kingston Connections. And because I've spoken so many times at that group, I'll go in and I'll give the audience the opportunity to decide what we're going to talk about in that 10 minutes, what we're going to cover. But I go in prepared knowing I could be talking about, for example, I could be talking about the elevator pitch, or I could be talking about creating your 10 minute talk. I could be talking about secrets to deeper networking and follow up, whatever it is. I go in prepared to touch on one of those three topics. And I usually give people the choice of two. So do you want to cover elevator pitch or do you want to talk about creating your 10 minute talk for business? But I go in prepared in that sense. I don't go in prepared knowing which one specifically I'm going to talk about. Now I'm a skilled speaker. That's not to impress you. I'm saying that to impress upon you. I have the skill set to be able to go in there and I feel comfortable in doing that. If you aren't, give yourself enough time to prepare. And by the way, there is a general rule for preparation and you can stretch it one way or the other. I would say, if anything, expand the length of time you're going to be preparing and practicing and planning out your talk. But think of it this way. For every every minute you're speaking, you should be putting in at least two hours of preparation time. At least two hours. I have a colleague his name's Gare Maxwell. I'm going to see if I can get him on a future podcast because I, he has a lot of great things to share. And Gare, I know, puts in at least 100 hours for every minute he's speaking. Okay, Mind you, he's speaking to high-level management and CEOs, so he has a very, very specific audience he's speaking to, very critical audience, and he wants his talk to be so perfect that they can't punch a hole through it. But your talk should be the same way. So give yourself enough time to plan and prepare. Here are the top three presentation tips that get tossed around a lot when it comes to creating your PowerPoint deck that really are are BS. Number one is you need a good template. That's not true at all. You don't need a good template. What you need to do is you need to prepare. Like I just said, you need to plan your talk out weeks, if not months ahead of time. So if you know, for example, you're speaking at your networking group three months from now, start planning your talk now. If you're using a slide deck, start writing the talk, but start planning now. The tendency for a lot of people is to not start planning until maybe a week before. Oh, I don't speak till next week. I'll start, I'll start planning right now. A week is not enough time. You know how your weeks can go. I know how my weeks go. I'll start on Monday with the best of intentions and then come the end of Friday. I'm like, okay, what did I really accomplish? And oh, I have all these other tasks I need to do. But if you start planning ahead of time, if your week does run away from you because of whatever reason, and let's face it, things happen. Things come up last minute that you don't expect. If you start planning ahead of time, though, you'll be better prepared. So when things do come up that maybe derail you a little bit with your planning, you're not now behind the eight ball. Okay. And again, for every minute you're speaking, put in at least two hours of preparation and planning, if not more. 
Number two, the six by six rule. That's wrong. I did the math. I used to believe and I used to teach people when it comes to your slides, six by six by six. And I know you might be sitting there saying, what is that? If you know what it is, great. If you don't know what it is, six by six by six is the number of slides you're going to use, the number of lines per slide and the number of words per line. So the number of slides, not including your title page and your closing page, the number of lines and the number of words per line. I did the math. I think, and I've looked at a lot of presentations that have this structure. I think it makes your presentation too wordy. If you want stronger results, ditch the words on your slides altogether. Throw up an engaging photo or graphic. Make sure whatever graphic you use, though, isn't too small or too busy. And then talk about it. People like pictures. People also like videos. So anytime you can throw in a quick little video clip, some of the best presentations I've seen where PowerPoint has been the foundation have been the ones where there have been short 15, 20, 30 second video clips. I remember seeing a colleague, his name's Ron Tite, and Ron Tite used to do a lot of um, uh, media promotion and sales. And I remember the first time I saw Ron and he would share some of these 30 second video clips. They were phenomenal and they really enhanced his talk. What he didn't have in his slide deck were too many words. He had a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures. He had a few graphics, very clear, very crisp, very easy to understand. And he had to, and, and he had the videos. Very, very good way to solidify your presentation. Number three. Let your slides guide your talk. That's also wrong. That's a myth. Slides were never created to be the presentation. Slides were created to support the presentation, not carry the presentation. So let delivery and mastering your stage presence guide your talk. And keep in mind, that stage, that presentation area that you have, that's a very valuable piece of real estate. Thousands upon thousands, if not millions of dollars, depending on your business, can be made from the talks that you give. So engage your audience with stories and relevant information that connects with them, that really makes them believe that not only are you being honest and sincere, but you are the person that can help them solve whatever their problem is. It's one of the biggest failures I see from people who use slide decks, I would think, is, is they have a lot of information on their slides. All that information looks professional. People aren't buying information. People don't buy information. People get information online for free. Mind you, some of it's misleading. But still, people get that information for free. And they can get the same information from your competition. So why... Are you the person? What makes you the person that they should be doing business with? What makes you the person that can solve their problem? No slide is ever going to clearly indicate that. I share with people, those that are doing shorter presentations, I share with people, if you're speaking for 10 minutes, 15 minutes or less, you probably don't need a slide deck. I actually put that question out to my networking group, one of my networking groups, when I spoke earlier this year, because I said 
there's a good chance you don't need slides. And a lot of people looked around the room and you, you knew they were ready for a fight. <laughs> so, so here's the question I asked. I said, how show of hands if you think when you speak, you need slides. And there were a lot of people that put their hand up. And I said, you don't need slides. You don't need slides. You don't need slides. The people who I said need slides to enhance their presentation. Number one was a carpenter who does very fine, detailed work. And he uses slides so he can show the before and the after. There's one. The other person who I said definitely needs slides was a financial advisor because a financial advisor, it's just within the level of compliance within the regulators. They have to be able to, to use slides because of all the legalities connected to it. And there were a couple of other people, but some of those people who had their hands up, I said, you don't need slides. The challenge is to do it without it because people aren't buying the slides. People are buying you. They're buying based on what you're doing to help them. So your talk has to be about the audience. Don't let the slides lead your talk. You lead the talk. Let the slides support you if you really feel you need them. We'll talk about that on a, on a future podcast. You know, how do you, how do you put together an interactive slide deck and still make it seem like you are the expert? You are the person that knows their stuff. You are the person that can solve the problem of most of the people in the room. No slide deck alone can do that. And by the way, think of it, think of it this way. <laughs> I've quite often challenged speakers with this. I've said, well, you know what? You can use slides, but you know what? Instead of holding your talk, why not just mail the slide deck, email the slide deck to everyone? That way you don't have to show up. Think of it that way. If your slide deck is carrying the presentation, that's all you need to do. Send it in an email. Let people stay at home. You're not going to do that, right? Allow yourself to stand in front of the audience without the technology and showcase why you are the expert, why you are the person that people really, really want to help them solve whatever their problem is. I'm going to leave it at that today. I did say before I ended this podcast, I would talk about my live event. It's a fantastic event. It's the final component of my 12-session program called Be Bold from the Stage. March 8th, we're going to be in Kingston, Ontario at the Travel Lodge. A fantastic room they have there. I'm actually going to be doing some social media posts about it, including a video of how we're going to transform the room into a live classroom with a live stage where all of the people who have been in my, my four-month program, those 12 sessions, they have a chance to get on stage, deliver their 10-minute presentation, and get feedback from a panel of experts. Some of those experts are business professionals. Some of them are other speaking professionals. So that's part one. Part two is we have some fantastic sponsors who are also some of the speakers, additional speakers. Dana Ferrand is one of them. She's the badass business dominatrix. She's a fantastic, fantastic coach. Uh, she's got a great story too that she'll be sharing. Keith Brown is an international entertainer and magician and speaker. He'll be taking to the stage as well. We have Diana Lidstone, who's the entrepreneur's GPS. She'll be taking to the stage and sharing her message. The other thing that's new is we have an opportunity for you to get on stage as well. We've opened up five-minute speaking spots for anyone who wants to share whatever their message is. So you get five minutes of stage time to share your message, and then 
we'll have some awards at the end of all that, right? So it's a fantastic opportunity. There's networking opportunities. There's a trade show built into it. If you want more information on that, go to my website, carlspeaks.ca. You'll see the links there about the event called Be Bold from the Stage. Click on them and take a look. And by the way, if you if you would like a speaking spot, we still have a couple of them open. It's $100 to take one of those five-minute speaking spots on the stage and get your message out there and connect with some great people. Until next time, it's Carl Richards. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichards72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking 